0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport Podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a show dedicated to young believers pursuing the goal of healthy marriage and family. You know, we live in a world where getting married and starting a family is far too often postponed for longer than God designed and pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things. But the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As young believers, we have the choice to prioritize what matters most in our lives every day and to live face-to-face with God and others. Every Thursday and Sunday on this show, I'll be sharing research conducting interviews and reviewing articles on the importance of marriage and family for society. I'll also be releasing exclusive content such as spoken word poetry, allegorical short stories, and bonus episodes for subscribers. Friends, God did not set us up to live life alone. The truth of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you're not spending with your life partner. While some might be content to live with the consequences of this arrangement, I would argue that those who wish to spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so it is my deepest hope that this podcast inspires generation z to pursue marriage become the best spouses and parents the world has ever seen serve with furious intentionality love well and discover the joy of hanging the moon for another to access my sources subscribe to the show or get your copy of my latest book visit anchor.fm seth hensley or check out the show notes of each episode Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 79 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley, and this is a show about keeping relationships central on a world of many distractions and prioritizing marriage and family as goals for young believers. And today I've got an article for you guys entitled, author Sophie Lewis's forthcoming book is titled, Abolish the Family. And this is going to be something that I'm probably going to come down pretty hard on, obviously, because of... Uh, not only the conviction I have that families go whole healthy families are going to save the world and that is God's design, but because anybody who's looking at the, the effects of fatherless homes and the effects of parentless homes, the effects of divorce on the life of children in particular, um, and saying that somehow removing the family is a good idea is out of their mind. They're just out of their mind. Um, guys, anybody who's writing a book entitled abolish the family, uh, is simply not aware of how kids work. They're not really, number one, they're not aware of how adults work either because adults within the context of a healthy marriage are healthier than adults who do not have a healthy marriage and who are just either A, living single, or B, cohabiting, or C, just you know in a um, polygamous relationship. Just marriage is healthier for adults, number one. Number two, a family life with a present mother and a present father is healthy for children. Um, and I'm gonna read you just some quick statistics here on what that actually does for for children. Uh, this is an article that I wrote a while ago and I think it's very applicable to the situation, so hang on just one second and I'll read it to you. The rearing of children and the building of families are one Are there other reasons which strongly stand in support of marriage? Those with sincere concern for the well-being of the next generation have no choice but to endorse marriage as standard practice. It has been shown in study after study that children who spring from a healthy marriage live healthier lives than those who are raised by single parents or in cohabiting relationships. Children who grow up with married parents present in their life are... 20 to 35% more physically healthy than children from broken homes. They enjoy healthier emotional lives. Children from married homes are also much less likely to battle impoverishment. Only one in 10 children with married parents lives in poverty. Guys, one in 10 children with married parents lives in poverty. Take away that one factor. Take away just the factor of having married parents and suddenly that number goes way up. Way more children are living in poverty. All right. Which makes logical sense, right? If you have two adults to support a family, a mom and a dad bringing the the strengths and the roles of male and female to a family and a relationship, you're automatically gonna have a better chance of success, right? It's not that hard, it's not that complicated, it's pretty darn simple. Uh, but continuing on here, take away the factor of married parents from the home and suddenly children reap devastating consequences. Children who are raised by unmarried cohabiting parents are six times more likely to struggle with emotional and behavioral issues. Children who have gone through divorce are 50% more likely to develop health problems and the list goes on and on and on. And there really are so many things that children get uh, positive, positive benefits that children reap from a healthy marriage for their parents and a healthy family than being in um, that it's really unquestionable that family is the way to go for humanity. Just take, if you start messing with the nuclear family, if you start messing with mom and dad and children, if you start making either marriage not a road for most people or either uh just mo- having two men in the home or two women in the home or having uh, no children at all, just having t- a man and a woman, things start going downhill very quickly. And we need to realize this as a culture. And when people write Bush books saying abolish the family, it just... That just lights a fire in me, man, because that is just what is harm. That's why we're in so many of the situations we're in today. Um, with all these, these sad situations that people grew up in is because they do not have a family to support them. You know, just about any issue you want to argue with me over politically, I can trace back to, um, the family. I can trace back just about any issue to an unhealthy family. That, that's scary, guys. I mean, and, and yet we're, we're solving these root surface level problems trying to, with our government programs and our charities and our ministries and our, our, you know, gleaming glorious purpose and mission to save all the impoverished children in the world. But what we really need to be doing is fixing the families that produce those children. If you're not fixing the families that are the broken units, the broken family units that are producing these children, you're not going to get anywhere. There's always going to be a new problem popping up that you have to solve. When in reality, what we should do is we should go straight to the root and we should fix the problem there. But let's go ahead and start this article. This article is written by Alex Nitzberg. It was on published on September 26, 2022. So just recently. Um, And again, The title is author Sophie Lewis's forthcoming book is entitled Abolish the Family, and his subtitle is The Author Makes the Case for Family Abolition According to a Book Description. (sighs) So I'm not only not excited about this book's release, I'm actually dreading it. I hate when people are reading material like this that is arguing against the family. Let's continue into the article, though. Hi guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now, in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material including additional interviews all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen to listen to. And now, without further ado, let's get back to the episode. In a forthcoming book entitled Abolish the Family, the author makes the case for family abolition, according to a book description that calls author Sophie Lewis a leading feminist critic. And again, here, the feminist thing, like, I am all about, like, I think women are the best thing that God ever made. The best. Like, I think without women, mankind would kill itself off in just a few months we cannot do anything we could we we would not make it without our women we would not we you you guys are essential to the to the procreation and the, the sustenance and the nourishment of the human race uh men are the same way but i'm saying when we start elevating one over the other or um yeah it's just that's what's caused the original problem that feminists are complaining about is this idea of men being higher or somehow greater than and then feminists turn around and out of a reactionary um you know position they do the same thing the same thing to themselves and what ends up happening is it just ruins the relationship between man and woman which in turn ruins the relationship between uh, in a family because if you don't have a relationship with your spouse, good luck on a healthy family. So it just, I just makes me so sad when I see, uh, feminists writing books entitled abolish the family rather than fix the relationship they have with men. And you know what? That's not all their duty. Um, it, it's, it's man's re- job to fix their relationship with m- women as well. But what I'm saying is writing a book entitled abolish the family does nothing to help at all. In fact, it's only going to worsen the problem, uh, period. So continuing on, the radical book, which is entitled, subtitled, A Manifesto for Care and Liberation, (laughs) care and liberation. If you, getting rid of the family will just destroy care. Like, why would you entitle a book that? I don't know. A Manifesto for Care and Liberation is slated to be released next week. Lewis states on her Patreon page that she is an unpaid visiting scholar at the Alice Paul Center for Research in, on Gender, Sexuality, and Women at the University of Pennsylvania and an occasional teacher for the Brooklyn Institute of Social Research. The Brooklyn Institute for Social Research website indicates that Lewis is a faculty member in a piece, of, in a piece posted on the website of the New Statesman, a progressive magazine in the UK. Aaron Aaron Malak, a history historian at the University of Sheffield, described Lewis as our most eloquent, furious, and funny critic of how the family is a terrible way to satisfy all our desires for love, <laughs> care, and nourishment. What a stupid statement. What a stupid statement. Continuing on and wrote that Lewis's work offers a powerful introduction to the world beyond the nuclear family. So what exactly are you proposing? I'm all about beyond the nuclear family. I'm all about extending, bringing in the multi-generational family, bringing in parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, cousins. All that's awesome. But when you mess the, the original unit up, when you mess the original unit up, a male and a female having children, it's the only way it can happen, by the way. Male and a female having children and that unit that is birthed from that union. What, what are you proposing instead of that? What are you proposing? I would be curious to know because I guarantee you it's not going to produce the results that a family does. I guarantee you because what happens in a family is it's brilliantly designed. You have a man who brings all the strengths of masculinity to the table. You have a woman who brings all the strengths of femininity to the table. Based on their love and birth from their love of each other, you have children that form the next generation. They teach the children who are younger than them everything that they know. They invest in them. They pour into them. They give them their all. And those children then go on to give their children even more because it's a, it's a like a compound effect. You're exponentially getting better as long as you stay with this nuclear family approach. When you start breaking it up, you're sacrificing years and years and generations that is passed down to you, and you're not passing it on to the next. It's really sad, guys. And so I would just be curious to know how they're proposing uh, – what they 're proposing to substitute for this there's really nothing that can fill this. this is God again, this is god 's original design for humanity. The first charge that God gave humanity uh, fill the earth, subdue it, be fruitful, and multiply it That cannot be done he didn't he didn't solve that problem. he did not solve the sustaining of the world problem through a business he didn't solve it through an institution, a government you know, a program, a robot, he solved it through a family unit. That is how you create lasting impact. That's the way the world works. That's the grain of the universe that God designed it to operate in. When you mess up the family, you go directly against that grain, directly against it. And it's not going to produce healthy results, guarantee you. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that you can use the link in the show notes to send me a voice message with a comment or a question. But continuing on here, Lewis is clear-eyed and witty about the inevitable knee-jerk reaction to the calls for family abolition, so the left is trying to take grandma away now and confiscate the kids, and this is supposed to be progressive? What the F word. And it is true that family abolition, like other abolitionist movements, presents certain discomforts, Malak wrote. Lewis acknowledges these discomforts and asks us to imagine beyond them. I'm, Yeah, I'm imagining beyond them, dear, and I'm, what I'm imagining is not pleasant. Yeah, I'm imagining some dads who, by the way, this has already happened. We've already run the experiment she's suggesting, which is abolish the nuclear family. That is on, um, we've already tried that. Take the dad away. The dad leaves now. Uh, enable abortions so you can get rid of your children. Um, what that does is it encourages men to, um, basically hop from bed to bed with no consequences for their actions whatsoever. Whatsoever. They leave the picture. The women are left to raise the children by themselves with no, like, they've lost their male partner and you think that's going to produce. And then what happened happens is these children grow up without a role model, without a healthy father figure. We've seen what that does to them. I mean, your incarceration rates for those kids goes way up, way up. So, I mean, this, this thing she's producing, abolishing the family has, or this experiment she's proposing has already been run. And we're sitting in like three generations, not three, like three decades into it, guys. It's just like, what? I don't, I don't, I can't imagine why anybody would write a book like this, but let's continue on with the article here. The family isn't any good at creating intimacy, Lewis argues. (laughs) What? The family creates, in fact, a dearth of care with shreds and scraps of intimacy, with shreds and scraps of intimacy fought out between overworked parents and totally dependent kids hidden behind the locked doors of private property. Well, I would, I would agree that, um, you know, a lot of parents are overworked. Um, but I, the, the, destroying the family is no solution to that. What, what are you proposing? And as far as for your claim that, you know, family isn't actually good at creating intimacy, that is an outright lie. Um, if you, if you talk to, you know, this is a statistical reality, by the way, people who are interviewed about the healthiness, the, the health of their sex life always say that the, the people who are interviewed, who are married always have better sex lives than the people who are married, who are, who are not married. It's just a blanket statement. It's a blanket truth. They always have better sex lives. Um, And as far as intimacy goes, I would much rather be in a relationship with somebody who had signed an agreement never to leave me than I would be, than I would rather be in a relationship with somebody who'd not signed that and just was ready to leave at any moment. There's no trust when marriage is not present. Again, at least if there is trust, it's not the level of trust that you can get in a healthy marriage where both people are locked in, um, you know and are willing to do so of their own free will lock themselves in and say i'm not leaving if i do may all these consequences fall on my head that is the beautiful thing of marriage right so um to claim that intimacy is just that a family is not good at creating intimacy is just an outright lie maybe if you don't think that you grew up in a poor family a broken family a family that was not healthy and for that i feel terrible for you and that's why i have this show so we don't have families like that anymore <laughs> And I know, I you know, I'm just one guy on the Internet talking, um, but, you know, I'm playing my part and I, I consider it to be I consider it a duty. Right. Um, goodness. Goodness. So sad. Moving on. Lewis is also the author of another work that appears to promote similar and anti-family concepts. This book is entitled For full Circusy now, and it's subtitled F- feminism against family. Oh, my gosh. Where pregnancy is concerned, let every pregnancy be for everyone. Let us overthrow, in short, the family, the book description states. Rather than looking at surrogacy through a legal lens, Lewis argues that the needs and protections of surrogates should be put front and center. The relationship to the babies they gestate must be rethought as part of a move to recognize the reproduction in this productive work. Only then can we begin to break down our assumptions that children belong to those whose whose genetics they share. Taking collective responsibility for children would radically transform our notions of kinship, help us see that it always, helping us always see that it takes a village to make a baby. Well, I do, I do agree with the statement that it takes a village to make a baby, but in no way does that, what, what would you benefit by breaking down the original nucleus of the, of the big family you're describing, which is a mom and a dad. I mean, you, you have to have that mom, dad, children. Protected. If you don't have that, you I mean, the, the family cannot function. No matter what you add into it, no matter, how many, no matter how many uncles and aunts and outside parties willing to step in and help children, you throw into it, no matter how many you throw into it, it's just not going to help, right? Because children need parents, guys. They need parents. They need moms and they need dads, right? Good night. Whew, moving on. Actually, wait, that's the end of the article here. He's so he was just, he basically, he was, I think this, this author, um, was very much against the, the book that's coming out by Sophie Lewis. Um, again, the author of this article is Alex Nitzberg, and it was published, uh, just this past week on September 26th of 2022. And he's kind of, uh, I would say drawing attention to the fact that this, this woman has some very radical ideas that need to be countered. Um, and I would just like, the main thing I would like to leave you with it, with on this, this podcast episode is just, If you take away the family, imagine what happens. Just imagine with me for a moment, removing mom or dad, you don't even have to imagine because you probably know people like that. Think of the children in your lives who do not have either A, a present father or B, a present mother and put them, compare those children, put them next to children who have a present mother and father in a healthy family. Like guys... The, those kids who do not have a present mother or father have a very hard road cut out for them. They have it so much harder than kids who do not. They re, they bat, they have battles that kids with both parents don't even dream of. Okay. So it's just, it breaks my heart when I see people actually fighting for that, fighting for a future where children have to battle without one parent or the other. I mean these people are not only saying that's okay they're they're actually proposing that we do that we accept that as a social norm we're they're proposing this author uh, sophie lewis is proposing that we remove the basic most basic fundamental building block of a healthy society if you go any smaller than that if you go instead of the family if you make the smallest building block of society the individual things fall apart because individuals cannot function as individuals humans are social creatures right We need families, desperately. Uh, One of my favorite authors and one of my favorite podcasters has a very good quote that says, whole healthy families are going to save the world. That's Danny Silk. Check out his uh, show, The Kylo Show. He does wonderful work on repairing broken families. He's an awesome counselor. He's an awesome speaker, writer, influencer. Uh, you name it, he's done so much good work for the family, for marriages, for relationships of all kind, even in the business world. Because, guys, we have to be able to, as humans, as children of God, we have to be able to relate to one another well and interact well. If we cannot do that, we are in so much trouble. So, and again, but what I would leave you with in this is just imagine what would happen. Picture And picture the children in your life who are growing up in this situation. Imagine what would happen if you broke the family apart on purpose and made that normal for culture. Imagine what would happen. It's a, it's a sobering thought, it really is. And as a public school teacher, I, I see the effects of broken families every day, every weekday. I see kids who are battling unbelievable things simply because they do not have present parents in the home. There are other issues as well, but that is the biggest one, goodness. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. If you enjoyed this episode or if it ministered to your soul, provided you with, with some truth or something to consider, reach out. Let me know what you thought of the episode using the link in the description. You can send me a voice message just by clicking that link there. Also, if you're interested in following us on social media, you can do so at Restoring Rapport on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening today, and we will talk to you next time.